This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle's all about. Sure is. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. You know, by introducing topics related to sex, sexuality, and sexual pleasure... Our goal is really to open up dialogue about great sex because... Great sex matters and you deserve it. Yes, we do. Are you ready to embrace your sexual pleasure and join the movement? Female sexual empowerment has never looked better. And it's about time you discover your authentic sexual self. You know, is there something wrong with girls just wanting to have fun? No. Not according to sexpert August McLaughlin, host and creator of Girl Boner where good girls go for sexual empowerment. She's the fearless big sister or girlfriend you've always wanted, and she loves to talk about sex. We'll be talking with August shortly. We just want to have a quick shout-out to our new sponsor for today's show, Passion Suite Club. It's a unique lifestyle travel company that hosts luxurious vacations around the world in some of the most beautiful and exotic locations. Yeah, we just had a great chat with uh, Liz and Kevin and Ellie and Al. And, you know, all together they strive to cultivate a community where guests create lasting memories, strengthen and renew their own relationships and foster lifelong friendships with other like-minded couples. So join us in Montreal and lose yourself in the luxury and pursuit your passion. We'll be there September 6 to 11 for Ménage à Montréal. You can find out more about this trip on our website at carolandavid.com. Nothing nicer than the fall in the beautiful city of Montréal. We're going to be there. So let's remind everybody about some other trips that are coming up oh, this weekend. Yes, we're going to be in Atlanta. Atlanta, Trapeze. trapeze. Come and join us there. Looking forward to that. And then we've got Naughty New Orleans, July 5 to 9, with our Vanilla Twist Travel Group. We're going to be doing some Great Sex Matters couples workshops and, of course, lots and lots of partying. And then we're going to be naughty again in L.A. and on the couples cruise, uh, which are both joined together from October, uh, September 30th to October 7th. That's on the Norwegian Pearl, the Jewel, jewel Cat class cruise ship, where it's going to be Pretty your much. playground. For uh, yeah, for an incredible experience, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's a combination of three nights in LA where we all get to be naughty, and then we continue the partying for four nights on the cruise ship to make it a full sexy week long party. And if you like naughty New Orleans and a couple's cruise, then this is the best of both worlds, all wrapped together in a week long party that you're never going to forget. Yeah, go check out our website, carolandavid.com, and find out where we'll be traveling next. So, this is the sexy lifestyle, and we are Carol and David. So on today's show, Girl Boner, Sexual Pleasure, we're going to be talking about the female body and how to get her turned on. I love turning you on, baby. And we're going to explore what's at the heart of her sexual pleasure. Spoiler alert, has to do with the clitoris. Since it's Masturbation Month, we're going to be touching on female masturbation as well as female ejaculation and squirting. I love touching on all those points. (laughs) Sounds to me like our show today is all about her 
And I love it. You know, I'm a giving person, and uh, it's just so important in our lives that our our women are always happy because happy wife, happy life. Yay, that's right. And we need to understand how to please our girl. And pleasing her is the first step in keeping your sex life hot and spicy. And we all want to have great sex because... Great sex matters. But, you know, sometimes we don't know what's stopping us from having the sex that we deserve. Sometimes... We're making mistakes in bed, and we don't even know it. How true is that? So first of all, you have to find out, and you have to find the time to work on your relationship with your partner every single day. That's right. It's a work in progress. And when you find the time to have sex, you don't want to be disappointed by the lack of commitment or energy level or performance. Yeah, and you know, if you are struggling to make your sex life fun and exciting, you're not alone. Every day we get people contacting us with questions that they need answers to. And some questions, for example, you know, we used to, this is a question we got today. We used to have sex all the time. I don't know what happened. Is something wrong with me? Well, absolutely not. There's nothing wrong with you. Sexual desire changes over time. And what you need to do is adapt and change with it. You know that stasis equals death? If you keep doing the same old, same old, it's just going to get old and boring. Exactly. Here's another one that we heard this week. I love to masturbate, but I can't seem to orgasm with him in bed. What should I do? Well, I would say that the best way to have an amazing sex life with your partner is to find that place of trust and connection so that you can just let go and Mm -hmm. enjoy each other. And that's probably how you're going to figure out how to release that orgasm during sex. Find that place of trust. Yeah, and... You know, we're going to go over and cover some of these issues with August when she joins us in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, here's another one, too. I'm afraid to tell my wife about my fantasies. What would you say to that, David? Um, I would say when it comes to fantasies, you just have to make it fun and exciting and understand that sharing your fantasies doesn't mean you have to make them come true unless you want to. Yeah. And then if it's good for both of you, right, it has to be good for the two of you. Yeah. And, you know, you, me, we, all of us, we all have the right to sexual pleasure. And you don't have to be ashamed of it. And now is the time to embrace your sexual desire and talk about your sexual wants and needs and talking and communicating. We say it every show. We say it all the time. Talk to your partner. And remember, women like sex just as much as men. Oh, yes, they do. We probably all know that by now. But women respond differently to sexual stimuli. So when it comes to sexual desire... Men are spontaneous, but women are responsive. I love when you respond, baby. Yeah, and knowing knowing that already gets us one step closer to having great sex. But also, like I just said, great communication is essential to make sure you both have the right moves and make each other feel amazing before, Mm -hmm. during. Mm -hmm. And after sex. That's all part of the experience. And don't worry. Having great sex is not hard. Well, (laughs) you like when I'm hard. As long as you're willing to take the initiative and communicate with your partner about what you want and what you need. And you'll see it's actually a whole lot of fun. Sexy fun. And we promise. So get ready to spice up your sex life as we focus on her needs with our special guest, August McLaughlin from Girl Boner. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David. And we're so excited to introduce our guest, August Malachlan, who is a health and sexuality writer. She's an award-winning blogger and the host of her own radio show called Girl Boner. 
uh, known for blending personal passion, artistry, and activism. August uses her skills as a public speaker and journalist to inspire women to embrace their bodies and themselves, making way for fuller, more authentic lives. August, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super happy to be here. Yay. It's our pleasure, and uh, yeah, we know you're so busy because uh, you have lots of things to write and blog and podcast about, so uh, thank you for making the time, for being on our show, and first of all, we'd love to hear how you describe your mission at Go- Go- Girl Boner. Uh, tell us what it's all about. Sure. So you, you mentioned uh, my main mission, which is to inspire others to really embrace their sexuality to lead fuller, more authentic lives. It was inspired by my own experience. Um, back in sex ed in grade school, we learned a little bit about male pleasure and pretty much nothing about female pleasure. And it wasn't until I developed some really, you know, difficult complications from that. I had a really severe eating disorder. I went through depression that I realized I needed to embrace my sexuality, which is so different from having sex. You know, it's, it's different to really gain that empowerment where you're um, on this journey to know yourself and to debunk damaging myths. And so I started to do that for myself. And in that process, realized I was far from unique and these issues affect so many people. So we're all about having fun, celebrating pleasure and really being more authentic. Yeah, and giving yourself permission to have that pleasure. Yes, yes, we absolutely need to do that because I think there are so many barriers to that. You know, I don't think that the world as a whole is going to naturally give us that permission. So <laughs> it comes to us. We have to make that decision. Absolutely. And I saw on your website that you participated in the United State of Women Summit in uh, in Washington. That sounded awesome. And I'm sure you learned a lot. Is there something that you can share about that event to our audience? And congratulations on that participation. That's so cool. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it was really rewarding and amazing, uh, especially because I have hit many obstacles in building Girl Boner because of the taboo around women's sexuality and to have something that was convened by the White House inviting me with a name tag that says girl boner on it was it was just very Very affirming and I yeah and I met so many incredible people I think the biggest thing I I learned and and saw and felt was the power of people coming together like-minded like-hearted but with all different kinds of skill sets and experiences and how incredible that is to join your energy together, you know, pursue your passion and then share it with other people and collaborate. And I think that as women, we are um, skilled at that and there's a huge power there. So I I do try to implement that into my work and know that, you know, there are things that I'm just not skilled at and there are people who their voices and stories can bring so much on it more on a topic than I can. So collaboration, I think, was probably the biggest theme. It was pretty amazing. That's when one and one equals three, right? <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> now, I, I, in my opinion, is that the woman's orgasm is a symbol like of female empowerment and gender equalization. You know, used to be that we only talked about men's orgasms before, but we certainly, everyone's talking about the female orgasm today. So I was just wondering, in your world, um, which inspires a lot of women, what does the female orgasm represent to you? Mm. So much. Uh, first and foremost, I believe that orgasm and sexual pleasure are birthrights 
for everyone. And sadly, there are factors still many in the way for women in particular. And I think that that energy, that orgasmic pleasure energy, that sensuality, it's not just limited to the climax moments or minutes. It's part of our lives. And if we really embrace that and it's part of embracing our full sexuality. I don't think it's, I do think sometimes the orgasm becomes this sort of like finish line goal and there's a lot of pressure around it. But I think if we live an orgasmic life, then we not only have orgasms when we are having sex and, you know, enjoying sexual pleasure, but we can have these really turned on lives. I'm a big fan of like foreplay as a lifestyle where that engine is turned on yeah. yeah, you mentioned like responsive desire. And for me, um, one of the things that's important to know about that, in my opinion, is response happens. It doesn't have to happen just like at a specific moment when you, you know, you're starting to have sex or someone needs to start you on this path of getting turned on. It can just be your natural state, which doesn't mean uh-huh. you need to like have sex all the time or wants to have sex all the time. Cause obviously there's this cognitive piece of it where we get to decide who and when, and if, you know, all of that stuff is, is super important that we own those decisions and, and have that. Um, but I think that what the responsive cycle just changes so much when it's kind of like that pilot light is going like it's, huh. it's there yeah. and I can decide if I want to like torch it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. And we talk about also having foreplay 24-7. It's not just about having sex. I mean, being sexy is something that we call this the sexy lifestyle, being sexy all the time, right? That's what you're talking about. Your pilot light should always be on. Yeah, I love that. And I love your theme and it radiates in your voices and the way that you talk with each other. And I just, it's beautiful energy and you can see it's contagious, you know? I oh, feel thank like- you. We're sharing the sexual experience, and I think mm-hmm. that's beautiful. And, it, and your listeners are sharing it. It's like this big audio orgy. It's great. Yeah. Now, um, you know, you have this message that it really inspires women to embrace their bodies so that they can live their authentic lives. But this is also about living their authentic sex lives as well. It's all part and parcel of your of your message. It is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, poor body image is a huge epidemic especially for women, for girls at younger and younger ages. And it takes up way too much of our time and energy. And it's not our fault. Like, I I think we need to recognize that if we don't, again, it's like embracing our sexuality. If we don't embrace our bodies, then we kind of rely on society or the world to, you know, tell us how to feel. It's not going to be very positive unless we fit into that, like, 0.001% of people who happen to be, you know, fit into this unrealistic, very narrow definition of beauty that we have in our culture. So I don't think you have to embrace your body in order to have pleasurable sex, but I do know that it's standing away from any. And if you're able to embrace one, it's going to benefit the other. So sometimes it comes from, you know, body image improves by having more sex or more masturbation. And sometimes it happens, you know, the sex evolves later. But there are so many women who write to me and say, you know, I don't feel comfortable having sex with the lights on, for example. Mm. Um, and those are really real valid concerns. And it's, it's important to have compassion for that and to know that all that energy you're putting into the, that negative space, you can put it somewhere else. And it's right. so beautiful when you do. Yeah. Yeah. 
So amazing. Okay, August, we're going to ask you to hold that thought for a second. Um, this is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David. And today, we're talking with August McLaughlin about the female body and sexual pleasure. Now, let's take a short pause, and we're going to continue our discussion with August right after this. can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. are listening to the sexy lifestyle with carol and david got a burning question or comment about today's show call us at 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next now back to this week's show this is the sexy lifestyle and we are carol and david Today, we're talking about sexual empowerment and sexual pleasure. August McLaughlin is here with us today, and uh, we're going to be looking at the next topic, body image, and how it can affect our sexual pleasure. So, August, um, welcome back. Uh, We're going to get into a whole bunch of fun stuff, uh, the second part of this section with our sexy myth-busting game. But let's start talking about sex as such a physical activity that exposes our bodies to our partners and makes us feel sometimes a bit vulnerable. And for some women who have body issues, sex is a huge hurdle to overcome. How do you talk to women so they can gain that confidence? They need to have great sex. That is such a great question. And I think one of the steps is to ask that question, you know, of ourselves, um, perhaps of our, of our partners, if we're concerned about their body image. You really have to start where you are. And by that, I mean, you know, we're all in a different place in our journeys and in the kind of relationship we have with ourselves 
And so earlier I mentioned, you know, some people are not comfortable having sex with the lights on. So my recommendation for that is not like, well, just turn on the lights and get over it. I mean, you, that's not, for somebody who's in, scared enough to reach out for support and feels, and I was that way once. I remember that, that mm. paralyzing fear. You don't have to start so big. Start very small. Maybe it's just having one little candle on. You know, or just cracking the the window open to have a little light come in. Um, I think it's also important to take an inventory of your own negative self-talk, which can be pretty daunting because when we really pay attention, a lot of times that naysayer in our heads is more active than we realize. And if you could take a day or maybe a couple of days and jot them down, you know, in a place where no one else is going to see it and then give yourself a little space, come back to it. And respond to each one of those, argue them as though you're talking to a friend, because we would never say those things to someone we care about. Um, And then the third thing is one of my favorites that I think is so powerful, and that's allowing ourselves to get angry at the norms that make us feel crappy about ourselves, the damaging myths, the beauty, quote, beauty standards, the you have to look airbrushed, you have to be 20, you have to be white, you have to have curves in the right places, all those things, when, when you think about how that affects so many people um, and, and yourself, I think because in our society still we are taught to be very polite, to not get angry, to not make noise, to not take up space, let yourself yell about it. Let yourself punch a punching bag or take a kickboxing class or vent it out in, in a email that you don't send anyone or talk it out with a friend, but letting yourself feel those. Because I think sometimes we swallow up all these feelings and it really sometimes has nothing to actually do with our body. It has more to do with insecurities and maybe feelings we haven't really dealt with before. Wow, that's really great, great, great advice. And I mean, confidence is what it's all about. And just like you said, having little baby steps is really what you were saying, right? That's really great. But what yeah. I feel when you talk like that, I feel like your experience, your challenges that you had with body image is where you're talking from. Like, I really feel the passion in there. And that was a big thing that you had to come to get over, obviously, right? But it at that point is one thing which is quite extreme what you had to get over but what if it's just not feeling sexy you know it's not that we're terrible with ourselves and we don't want to have the lights on but I'm saying that what if we look in the mirror and just go oh I just don't feel sexy today do you have something that's a little bit less dramatic but still the same types of voices are talking to us but it's just about feeling sexy oh yeah there's so many things I think playing with yourself is probably number one, uh, because when you are being sexual without anybody else, because think about it, if we're concerned about our body, we're just not feeling that sexy, a lot of times it's because we're thinking about how we're being perceived by somebody else, right? So if you're playing with yourself, that orgasm and that pleasure is going to release all these feel-good hormones, it's going to reduce stress, that's huge, Um, pleasurable exercise is big, I'm totally not a fan of exercising to beat yourself up or, you know, try to change who you are or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, But, you know, dancing around the house to girls just want to have fun or whatever. (laughs) Um, And knowing your own turn-ons because, again, we all have very different um, ideas of what's sexy. And 
I think having that kind of a toolbox of all these things that you know are going to work well for you. Because, again, a lot of times stress is standing in the way. Um, there's a lot of ways to, to dip under that, whether it's, you know, putting lotion sensually all over your body, take a bubble bath, um, figure what those things are, you know, figure them out, and then kind of keep a little list so you can go to it when you need to. Oh, that's a great idea. And, you know, um, we can, we're, we'll get, have a little discussion now about, you know, s- some of the things, maybe three or four of them, that a man can do to make his partner feel more desired. Yeah, that is really big. And I, I appreciate the question, too, because, again, I think our partners can play a big role. And, you know, one is to try to have compassion, you know, for where they're at and respecting that, you know, sometimes it's not a, a quick fix, but just letting them know that, that you feel they are gorgeous the way they are. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah, I think that's really big, communicating. There's very little as sexy as as knowing somebody really wants you, you know, someone who you desire really wants you. I think that's really big. And August, you know, so often, um, you know, uh, Carol and I have been uh, married. It's our second time around and we've both dated very many people. But as a guy, so often, you know, you're, you're going out with someone and you tell them they're beautiful and they say, oh, don't say that. I well, I, I don't like, like this. I feel like crap. I don't do this. I don't do that. How does a guy, you know, who's mm. actually saying something and he's sincere, sincerely and authentically to a woman, how does he, you know, really get that message across? <laughs> That's a really good question. I would say talk about that because I actually remember the day that I decided to no longer do to respond that way to compliments. Um, when you, when you don't even realize sometimes that you're doing that. And, again, that's another thing that women are kind of taught to do is apologize for every darn thing or mm-hmm. not accept a compliment and that somehow we're vain if we say, oh, thank you, <laughs> you know. Um, so if you were to say to your partner, you know, it kind of hurts when you, when I tell you I think you're so beautiful and you shut it down. Like, I'm trying to share something with you and show them that it is, they're basically kind of stepping on your gift and saying that you're wrong. You know, it, that's not the, where it's coming from. Like when we feel that way, we think we're just either disagreeing or trying to seem modest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you say, you know, I would just love it if you would accept one of these compliments as a gift because I feel like I gave you a birthday present and you just mm-hmm. want to throw it so- back at me. Such great advice. And I like for, that. And for her, if she just does it automatically and she doesn't realize it, sometimes the guy has to say, hey, you know, you're just automatically responding. I don't even know if you really heard what I said. <laughs> and maybe she has to untrain that automatic response. Oh, go on. Yeah. You know, she has to untrain herself on saying those things automatically. Absolutely. Beautiful. All right. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And up next is our sexy myth-busting game with August. Uh, this segment is brought to you by B-Vibe. B-Vibe is a premium collection of healthy anal sex products founded by certified sex expert Alicia Sinclair, who will be on our show in the next few weeks, and she's going to explain how to spice up your sex life by adding some anal play to your regular routine. So remember to go to our website, carolandavid.com, for more information about B-Vibe's products and their new triplet anal beads. So female sexuality still has a lot of mystery and mystical aspects. And unfortunately, it also has plenty of myths associated with it. And what right. we need to do is, is bust, bust those myths. myths. So, August, are you ready to bust some myths? 
I love busting these myths. <laughs> All right. Here's the first one. Babe, I'll let you start. All right. Here we go. Women take much longer to come to sexual arousal. Hmm. That is, it, it so depends on the person. Same thing with all genders, really. So there's really no, I mean, there are more, can be more barriers, I think, in the way of our sexual arousal. But when we welcome it, and as you said, Carol, earlier, that when we give ourselves permission, it's right there. Yeah, it's going to find it. That's all. All right. Here's the next one. Orgasms make women fall in love. It's all hormonal. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Can you imagine? Then, like, every time you <laughs> masturbate, would you fall in love with your vibrator? <laughs> yeah, um, oh, we have a couple of good ones here that Carol's fallen in love with. I had to take the batteries out. Not really. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, I mean, you know, falling in love, hormones, there's, there's crossover, definitely. Um, we have similar punch-drunk hormones, but, yeah, they don't don't make us, nothing makes us fall in love. I think it's, that is such a unique individual process. Falling in love makes us fall in love. Exactly. All right. Here's another one. Women are choosier than men. <laughs> that's, yeah. Oh, gosh. I bet that's a really common one, isn't it? Um, you know, and we hear about women having these lists of things they're looking for. But honestly, I don't think that it is one of those gender things. I don't think women are pickier or men are pickier, but I do think women take more slack for having standards. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thanks. I like that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Not all hey, men. Truth be known. Really all right. Truth be known. <laughs> Fine. All right. I'm going to, um, uh, this question, this myth comes to me because, you know, as swingers, it's very apropos for me to ask this question, but women are best suited for sexual monogamy. Mm, okay, so are you familiar with Meredith Shivers' research? No, no. No. She's amazing. The first time I read her research, I think I burst into tears because it confirms so many things, I believe. She's one of the leading researchers and the only really, really studying female desire. And she has found that arousal is uh, in women is limitless and, and also that women tend to be equally or more tired by monogamy, um, which isn't to say that you can't have it if that's what you want, of course, but I think we really crave novelty. I mean, think about it. We're, emotion- we're more emotional, perhaps. I mean, men are very emotional, too, but we're known for being big feelers, and uh, we love variety in life. It's the same darn thing. So if you are in a monogamous relationship, it's super important to keep variety within it. But definitely, we're not, I think that's one of those really big myths that people believe so much, and there's really no evidence to support it. Well, being in the lifestyle, we uh, definitely hear sometimes that the man suggested it, but it's the women who drive in the lifestyle, and they wouldn't be in the lifestyle anymore if she didn't want it. So just so you know, all those, you know, 17% of the whole population out there who, you know, identify as lifestylers, it's because the women drives it. So yeah, exactly. Women love variety. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so interesting. Okay, how about this one? Women's libido and sexual enjoyment decrease with age. This is another big one I I love to debunk because the opposite can be very, very true. There was this tiny little study, I think, by Kinsey, um, and when I say tiny, I think it was like 20 people or 30 people or something, and it was way back. It was decades ago. So you can imagine decades ago, 
we were much, we had a lot more repression, right? So studying women's sexuality then was very difficult, more difficult than it is now. And they just found that those particular women, a very small group, you know, um, kind of fit that that bill, that they um, were more sexual or having more desire when they were in their 30s. But I have found, and there is research supporting, that over time our sexual pleasure and our orgasms can increase and we can have more pleasure. We know more about our bodies. And I think there's also something about going through our 20s when we may feel very sexual, but we also may have a lot of insecurity. You know, we're finding Mm -hmm. ourselves and as we take away those layers, we can have much more freeing and liberating sex. Well, I can tell you at 54, I'm having the best sex of my life. And I'm hoping that it's just going to continue getting better and better. Yay, I love hearing that. You're inspiring. (laughs) That's beautiful. Cool. All right, here's the last one for today. Women don't crave sex as much as men do. (laughs) Women just may talk about it a little less. Um, (laughs) I think because of, again, shame or... Or it may be standing in the way of our own desire. Meredith Shiver's research also shows that we don't necessarily um, admit to our desire as much, or we might not be as in tune with it. So we might be more turned on by a lot of different things, but we may not fully embrace that in ourselves. But I think our libido is just as strong. It's individual, but in general, I would say there's really no difference. We all... When we embrace our sexuality, we embrace pleasure, we make it a part of our lives, it's, we're just aroused, man. It's awesome. It is awesome. I love it. And I have the sexiest, most sexual, horny wife around, Yay. too. So we are always <laughs> happy, healthy, and horny. All right. Yay. That was absolutely amazing, August. Thank you for those amazing myth-busting skills. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And, and we're talking... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, hon. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we're talking with August McLaughlin about uh, female sexuality, but up next is Great Sex Matters. And But right now, it's time for a short pause, so please stay tuned. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. 
on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David. Now for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Great sex matters, and we all deserve it. Great Sex Matters is sponsored by Testazone, a 100% all-natural testosterone booster made from the highest quality ingredients. Testazone contains four of the most potent herbs on the market in high concentrated doses that are scientifically proven to increase testosterone levels. You can get a 10% discount at at testazone.com by using the coupon Carol and David. How cool is that? A coupon in our name, Carol and David. I love it. (laughs) So we've had a great, great discussion so far talking with August McLaughlin from Girl Boner, where good girls go for sexual empowerment. And now we want to talk about sexual pleasure and how important it is to know and love your body in order to experience great sex. So... May is National Self-Pleasure Month, and it's still being celebrated in bedrooms across America. You know, the sun is shining and flowers are out. Orgasms are a plentiful. And we hope you've been exploring your body and celebrating as well. Masturbation is mentally and physiologically healthy for both men and women. And since our pleasure is our natural birthright, why not take matters into your own hands? Mm, No pun there. (laughs) Absolutely. So we've all heard this before, that we have to love ourselves before we can love someone else. Now, we want to know, August, if it's the same when it comes to sex. Should we have sex with ourselves first? Or have sex with someone else first? (laughs) (laughs) I would say, ideally, yes, know your body first. But I had partner sex before I started masturbating, and I turned out okay. So I think either could be great, but... I think given a choice, if you're thinking this through, um, sex with yourself is really the starting point. I think it's ideal. And knowing how and what makes your body feel good, right? And how to get it turned on. Oh, yeah. There's no better way to to do it or to then, um, you know, share that with a partner because ideally you're, you know, working together, it's collaborative and they want to know how to please you. So it's, it's really good if you know how to please yourself. I remember when I was inexperienced and with a new man and he would say, okay, tell me what you like. And I'm going, well, in my mind saying, I don't really know. And otherwise uh-huh. I would say, I like everything. That was my answer. <laughs> Just go for it. I'll tell you if I like it. Because <laughs> I was not Try as experienced it. when I was younger as well. So with with yeah. masturbation, I should say. So that was great. So sexual it. exploration is critical for all couples to keep their sex life hot and spicy. But it's also important to do self-exploration on our own so tell us about the benefits of me time exploration where, you know, my partner's not even there and I just want to do it on my own. But I like to watch. Mm. Yeah. I want me time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Both are awesome. Uh, knowing your body again and, and how you experience pleasure is huge. There's so many benefits to solo play. Um, I think, again, it takes away any pressure that 
some or many people feel to kind of like perform well or to look certain ways for somebody else if you're experiencing that. Um, and it also uh, is a great stress reliever. It's, it's a great form of self-care. And I think whenever we are feeling stressed and we're, you know, working a lot or we're doing a lot of things for other people, it's one of the most beautiful and powerful ways to really turn that around and say, I'm going to put myself first for whether it's a few minutes or half an hour or whatever, and just be intimately with yourself. The, the benefits go really far because happier people are a lot nicer. And I really hope the guys are out there listening so they don't feel bad when they find out that their wife is self-pleasuring because it's okay if she does it, right? We, we like the self-pleasure too. We've been doing it since we're like one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's great if, if, if a wife does it. I mean, it, it's not, you know, and again, it, navigating a relationship, it's different for everybody. So, you know, you need to have conversations. If you feel like somebody else masturbating is, is cheating, I think that's something that you need to explore together and, and talk about. But in my opinion, it's, you're only going to benefit the relationship. So, I would encourage my partner, you know, to masturbate or thinking that they do is really hot. You know, it's, yeah. they're turned on and they're having pleasure and I want them to have pleasure. It's a, a beautiful thing. Especially sure. when you can share it later and reap the benefits of that later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Here's one of my favorites because my beautiful wife, Carol, is a major squirter and she learned it um, just as we came into the lifestyle. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the vagina, about the clit, which isn't just the button, and about squirting. Ah, okay, sure. So one thing that's important to know is the vagina is not the vulva, and a lot of people get it mixed up um, for many reasons. You know, it's kind of when we think, you know, vagina and penis, like well, that's what we think of as, quote, down there. But actually, mm-hmm. the vagina is a canal, and the vulva is the whole area, which has your clitoris and labia and cervix and all of that. And the vagina is not the anatomical opposite of the penis. The clitoris is. Right. Um, so, you know, that's where we experience a huge amount of pleasure. It comes from the same tissue that the penis does, you know, in utero. And they're both really sensitive. And the clitoris is up to about usually like four inches in length. And we only see that little portion, which is why some people consider it a little button, but it's actually pretty mighty and and super, super pleasure-centric. And what we like to say is that the, the, the head of the clitoris is not like, don't just go pushing the button. It's not like you're waiting for the elevator, and the more you push it, the faster it's going to come. <laughs> that's our yeah, job. That's so true. That's so true. And it relates to squirting in a way, too, because one thing I hear from people is um, a lot of people talk to me about porn and kind of you know, they may get more of their, quote, sex education from it because it's so limited in perhaps the school system that they had, which is common. And so a lot of times porn stars will, it's not actual squirting that they're, like they are, it's, you know, they're drinking a lot of water. It might be pee. Like it's all visual effects. So sometimes people right, think right, squirting right, has right. to be this like big, you know, Niagara Falls or something. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not, I mean, it's, it's a wonderful thing when it happens. I think a lot of people, when it first happens, or if it happens, they think they did pee on the bed or something, right. um, which is what happened to me, and, and it was awkward, and then you realize it's, it's actually kind of cool, and there's, um, 
an area near the G spot that when you stimulate it, you know, it it's ejaculatory fluid. And sometimes it does have some pee in it. So does semen. You know, it's not a big deal. It's all natural fluids and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So if it happens, great. If it doesn't, you're not flawed. No, exactly not. Well, the first time it happened to me, it, it happened all over David's face, and I really thought I peed on his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, oh but he God. loves it. Anyways, he loves when I do that. He drinks it up, and, yeah, it's yummy. And what's, yummy, a, what's amazing is, you know, when you put your two fingers inside, there's that little spongy tissue, and just before Carol squirts, it, like, blows up like a balloon, and I know when she's going to squirt, and she pushes, and it does sometimes come out in a bit of a fountain, nothing like they show in porn, but there's there's a lot of fluid that comes out sometimes and, it, and she can squirt three or four times in a row and it's like you know where's it all coming from <laughs> it just keeps replenishing <laughs> i don't know where it comes from it does we have, a, we have a friend we have afterwards. A fr- yeah we have a friend who's a big squirter and she brings a six pack of g2 to our parties <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny and you just made me uh think of another important point which is um we get boners, you know, the clitoris also gets erect. And so, you know, girl boner is, and again, you know, there, there actually another point in point is that there are men who have vulvas and clitorises too, you know, if you're in, in the trans population. So it's important to, to recognize that there are men who, who don't have vaginas too. Um, sometimes the, the kind of quote norms um, take over and we don't realize those things. Well, thank you for pointing that out. That's great. Good reminder, that's for sure. Now, August, you mentioned um, just a a couple of minutes ago that the clit isn't just a button and it goes three, four inches down. Um, Let's get a little bit into the the importance of getting it aroused and get the blood flowing into that area and what it does. Yeah, I mean, that's everything. That's what arousal is all about with with the clitoris. Um, And there's so many ways for that to happen. Certainly, you know, one example would be during oral play, you know, making sure that you do spend the time and it's not (laughs) the elevator button just is cracking me up. Like if it's just like pound, 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 pound. And they also vary in sensitivity. So, you know, mine tends to be very, very sensitive. So I get ticklish if all of a sudden they're like, like, I don't even, vibrators are not my favorite choice. I prefer the ones that don't vibrate because I, mm-hmm. I have much more sensation deeper inside. So, um, but the arousal is so important and that can come from fantasizing and nipple stimulation and making out and locking eyes and all those things. I mean, you can, you can just feel it. The, all the, the blood is flushing down and you feel the swell and it's a, it's a beautiful process. Now, I love when David makes a comment about how big my clit is getting and he knows I'm about to explode and all those kind of talk. I love that kind of dirty talk and that turns me on also. And I know I'm feeling aroused and he says he can tell just by looking at it that I'm aroused. That really turns me on too. Yeah, and I love that you talk about it and that you communicate. I think that's another really important piece is is having that communication and I, I appreciate your show for that too. I feel like people might feel more comfortable talking about it, hearing you talk about it in this natural way because it, it shouldn't be shameful. Yeah, it should not be. Absolutely. And we love talking about sex. Actually, it's one of the biggest topics we do talk about. Yeah. And, you know, one of our favorite things is after we've fucked and after we've come and after we've done all that stuff, we just lie in bed naked and we actually replay everything. And it's almost like we we watch the porn and then we use those replays later on to fantasize and to turn ourselves on next time. Yeah, we do that a lot. The gift that keeps on giving and giving <laughs> yeah, and giving. I love no, it. No, no, no. The gift that keeps on coming and coming and coming. 
<laughs> so um, we both we all know that the largest sex organ in the body is the brain. And you know, let's talk about a guy who's in a relationship, a relationship, and trying to establish that healthy, trusting atmosphere to have great sex, but she's just having trouble letting go. What do we have to do? I think communication is really important. Again, um, you know, there are certainly ways to, if you're sensing that it's because she's stressed, she's underslept, she's feeling down on her, whatever it is, she's not feeling well, you know, sensing those things can be helpful, you know, because then you can take steps. But what if you get it wrong? So I think yeah. a lot of times talking about it ends up being the biggest turn on. I know for me, I feel like if I'm feeling, um, like I want to pull back and I'm not feeling sexual, it's usually because, you know, I'm in a very vulnerable place. I'm feeling, you know, something really perhaps powerfully negative or, or something that ne- it's like a balloon that needs to burst. So when my partner will talk to me and we're able to talk about something that is vulnerable in this safe way, it's like all the air comes out of that balloon. And then there's this beautiful trust and it's, it's a big turn on then. And whether you decide to have sex then or not, um, I think it's super important to get to the, the root of that because if chances are she wants to let go even more than you want her to. Yeah. Right. And we, and we talk a lot about couples um, always finding time for their family, always finding time for work, always finding time for chores around the house, but they don't find time for their relationship and for their sex life. So really, what we talk about all the time is couples need to make time every day to work on their relationship and their sex life. And it's not to have sex. It's just to work on it, to put the time aside, to clear your mind, to work on your couple. Mm, I love that. that. That's really important. It does have to be a priority. And you're right. It, if it falls off your to-do list, it's probably not going to happen. And if you're a big scheduler, you know, put it into your calendar. It's, It's a big priority. Yeah. And I find that a lot of women, I mean, I find that I myself, okay, I'm going to generalize a lot of women, when I do have something in my head, and we call that brain traffic, Dave and I, we call that brain traffic, it is much harder for me to get in the mood. And I actually have to settle myself down, do something different, get that brain traffic out of my head so that it's not interfering with our time together that we put aside. And um, that's one of the things that you can't let go when your brain is going 20 miles an hour, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah, it's and it can go different ways. I'm I relate to that. If I'm really really stressed out, I'm not as, you know, sex inclined whereas I have friends who they relieve stress through sex. Well, masturbation is different for me, like by myself maybe, but to connect with another person, I feel like if I'm under intense stress, I need to decompress first. And so knowing yourself is really big in that regard and and uh, and honoring it and saying, you know what, I I deserve to <laughs> to deal with this and to get to a place where I feel better. Yeah, and to have the fun because the whole idea is to enjoy that pleasure that's about to happen, and you're you're your own worst enemy by blocking it, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so now we're going to talk about some mistakes that couples make in bed that are stopping them from having their mind blowing sex. What do you think the three biggest mistakes are? For, that stop couples from having great sex? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, one, I would say, is comparing yourself to others or to standards. Um, 
trying to measure up somehow rather than being present in the experience. I think the most powerful thing any of us can do in the bedroom or during sex with a partner is to be with them, you know, really be present with each other um, because those cluttery thoughts, that traffic, like you said, can get in the way. And when we start comparing ourselves, maybe we saw some headline about, you know, but they have sex all the time and we only have it once a week. Well, are you happy? Yeah. Well, great. You know, you don't Mm -hmm. have to be like, it's, it's really getting into that space where it's just you and this intimacy and, and honoring that. Perfect. I love that. And, and, you know, when, when couples, you know, are having trouble communicating, having trouble, trouble putting that time aside and, you know, just not connecting properly. So they're having those two or three different, you know, issues that aren't allowing them to have great sex. What are, what are some things they can do, concrete things they can do tonight to work on those issues? Mm, that's, that's a great question, too. I would say, you know, sometimes it's putting, taking sex off the table just temporarily because I don't remember who said this first, but I've heard it many times where sex is only a problem when you're not having it. Like it becomes your whole relationship when you're not having it and it's all you think about. And so when you're having a sexual problem, there can be all the stress around like, am I going to initiate? Is he going to initiate? And do do they want me to be sexual? Am I feeling sexual enough? Am I going to do it wrong? Like there's all these things. And you say, you know what, for tonight or however long, um, let's, we're not going to have sex. We are just going to be together and talk about this thing or these things. Um, because I think the answer will be different for, for every couple, you know, what it is that's yes, holding absolutely. them back. And sometimes it's really obvious. Sometimes it's like, well, there's no time and we're always exhausted, you know? Yeah. Um, and then yeah. sometimes it's, it's not quite so obvious. And it's kind of good to give yourself that space and freedom to explore Right, exactly. Well, August, that was an unbelievable show, a fantastic way to end a great show. Um, You are absolutely amazing. Um, We would like to invite you to come back another time. Um, We spoke today about female empowerment, body image, masturbation. What a great show. And thanks so much for sharing your advice. Um, Your chance now to say something to everybody and tell everyone how they can reach out to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you both for having me. This was so much fun. I love what you're doing. Uh, and I just hope everybody will take some kind of steps to to lead a more authentic life. You know, pursue your passions or your curiosities and and try not to stress on yourself so much. And if they're interested in learning more about my work, they can sign up for occasional email updates on my website, which is augustmclaughlin.com or girlboner.org. And they can subscribe to my show on iTunes or iHeartRadio or find it on my site. And I'm all over social media. Just search for Girl Boner. You'll find me. Perfect. Thank you. You know, we love and appreciate all the great sex experts that we have on our show. And we always learn so much from them. And we hope that you do, too. Great sex matters and you deserve it. Well, that's it for our show today. A big thank you to our special guest, August McLaughlin from Girl Boner for sharing all that amazing sexy advice. And a special thanks to you for listening. So remember to go to our website, carolandavid.com, and uh, join our Vanilla Twist travel group. You can book a trip with us. You can check out our events page. This weekend, we're going to be 
Come to Trapeze in Atlanta. <laughs> We're going to be there all evening. Come say hello. Uh, remember, Naughty New Orleans, July 5 to 9. Menage à Montréal, is September 6 to 11. We got Naughty in LA and the Couples Crew, September 30 to October 7. So don't forget, send us an email, ask at carolandavid.com. Right, and then a quick thing about Menage à Montréal. We're going to have a great trip. We're going to do some of our, our Great Sex Matters workshops. So go to our website and find out lots more. So, join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle when we get into discussing food and sex with Sexy Chef Wendy so that you can create the hottest, sexiest experience of your life right in your own kitchen. We are Carol and David reminding you to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 